Hi, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, with co-publisher Marcello Yaya, taking the film. And we are going to walk you through this week's edition, January 26th, of the Altamont Enterprise. You'll see a famous picture on our front page, the wild turkey painted by Audubon. And the reason it's here is because it turns out the turkey needs open space in order to strut and fan its tail at mating season. And if you turn to the jump on this story, you'll find out other birds also, in order to mate, and we're coming up on Valentine's Day, need to have open space. The woodcock, its mating call is a paint, and it needs open space to do that. The ruffed grouse drums with its feathers as part of its mating process. It needs open space to do that. So this story dominating our front page by H. Rose Schneider, who has a knack with environmental stories, is looking at a plan by the State's Department of Environmental Conservation trying to perpetuate young forests in New York. It turns out much of the land was once agricultural. It is now forested, and the canopies shade out the kinds of trees and lower growth and brush and plants that many species need, not just to thrive, but to survive. So you can read more about that plan in our newspaper. Our lead story is by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer, and right here in this room on this table, which we moved, we had Jack T. Davis performed some of his moves for us with his clothes on, and you can see that on our website in a video clip with this story. Davis is someone who traveled around the country last year, having been raised in Gilderland, and he is with the Magic Mike Review, male dancers and strippers, and it's an interesting slice of life most of us don't know much about. The other front page story is about a new initiative in Voorheesville to build a playground. There was one built 25 years ago, and that's what our editorial is about as well. I remember it well. <laughs> my kids were little. My husband was part of the carpentry crew that put it together. Turns out the life of the playground was 20 years, and we're up to 25 so there's a movement to build a new one, $200,000. They're trying to raise through contributions. We wrote an editorial in need of, on the need for kids to have physical play. Some of the statistics for childhood obesity are startling and sad. The costs that come with that in money is enormous, but in personal fulfillment is probably even more severe. So we're for a playground. We have one important caveat, and you can read about it. When the last playground was built, after it was constructed, there were some serious concerns raised about the power lines overhead. Seems like it might be a chance to put it in a place where that isn't a concern. As always, we have lively letters pages. It's led by one from John Haluska, a Gilderland resident who volunteered to paint many of the historical markers, give him a fresh coat in Gilderland. And he has written with an interesting question. He reviewed all of the markers and found there's just one tangential mention of a woman 
And he asked the question, what women should be honored with an historical marker in Gilderman? And we hope to get some responses from our readers about women you think should be honored in town. On the next page, uh, Janice Schillinglaw and other officers of the New Scotland Kiwanis sent in a moving tribute to two of their members who have died recently, Charles Carson and Warren Schlickenreiter. Um, they're pictured there along with a description of some of the many things they did for the town. Our columnist Frank Palmieri has a not-so-funny view at times of what it is like to recover from surgery. The old men of the mountain, among many other topics, discussed tractors this week, and that's a Silver King kind of tractor I hadn't heard of. But it was made during the Depression era when in Plymouth, Ohio, the Plymouth Company um, didn't have enough locomotives to make, and two of the old men of the mountain are restoring those tractors. This is my favorite opinion piece in our paper this week. Our Hilltown reporter, Timothy Tullock, pictured as a young man, a college student at Georgetown, reminiscence, reminiscence, <laughs> reminisces, there we go, over... Inauguration Day 1961. It's filled with sweet memories of hearing John F. Kennedy speech, not just his famous words that we all know, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, but many other memories of the day. This is his farewell column. Tim has told us he wants to re-retire. We're happy to have had him in the Hilltowns for eight months. We will miss him. Our new Hilltown reporter, Kristen Schultz, will be starting on Monday. We have more on the playground and the community that helped build it, as well as a roundup of the village board meeting in Voorheesville that included some fun videos of the kids today clamoring for a playground, and that video will be shown Friday at the talent show, as well as a look at the progress on the comprehensive plan. And this Saturday, we'll be doing, starting a podcast with one of the planners that's um, shepherding that project through. On this page, Elizabeth Floyd Mayer has written about complaints a family had on bullying, but the school is saying it really wasn't a bullying incident and that it's been handled properly. We have a story on James Melita the town attorney for Gilderland, who was temporarily appointed to head the ethics board and raising some questions about conflict of interest. Another law, the third one, um, sponsored by George Amador, a Republican, and Patricia Fahey, an assemblywoman who's a Democrat, that is to help the distillery, cidery, winery business by allowing single cups to be sold at distilleries. Um, Elizabeth Floyd Mayer had a fascinating look at how parents, some parents of Gilderland students can almost be right in the classroom with their kids. Um, teachers are using technology that allows parents in real time to see classroom events and projects as they unfold. More on open space and how it's being maintained. As we mentioned, there's an annual burn in the pine bush to keep that scrub pine habitat intact. One of the uh, species that could be endangered is the New England cottontail that likes to hide in the brush, as you can see here. 
We have the rest of Elizabeth's story on Jack Davis posing with some of the other men who perform in the review and reflecting on his childhood as a shy boy in Gilderland. Lots to do on our calendar and events page. The class of 2018 at BKW is bringing a circus to town. That's something new. Um, a tea was held in which Mary Poppins, as well as the chimney sweep, attended, and it's all part of getting the community excited for the upcoming school production of Mary Poppins. Libraries, as always, have a lot going on. A wonderful picture by Kristen Roberts, as always, this one picturing a little boy dressed like a cat for a Pete the Cat party at the Bethlehem Public Library. We also have a picture by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer that links to a story she wrote earlier on a road in Gilderland being named for a young man who was killed years ago in Vietnam. And that shows the county executive greeting his mother, the oldest gold star mother in Albany County. H. Rose Schneider has a look at what Voorheesville is planning for its school budget next year based on what the state comptroller says the tax cap will be, as well as looking at what the governor's proposal for school spending. We have community news. A winter fest without winter <laughs> happened in Knox, and people had fun anyway. And Judge Gagnon, who sends this in religiously, also included the winning chili recipe, so you can try your hand at that. Um... Um, on the arrest page, we have a guilty plea from Paul Mackey, who um, broke into a series of cars across Albany County, stealing things like laptops and GPS devices. Another fun column by our Helderberg Hilltown correspondent, Phyllis Johnson in the Senior News. And next to that, several obituaries for people important in our community. Um, of particular interest was Judge Miller in Rensselaerville, who was very active in the community, and um, his family had some very thoughtful things to say about him. Again, I always give a plug for legal notices, because you can find out about things happening in your municipality by reading up on on what the meetings and uh, issues are. And as always, we conclude with some wonderful photographs by Michael Koch capturing here in action the BKW girls basketball team, which has only lost one game all season. The first one, they have a 13-1 record. And they had an easy time in this game. <laughs> the score was uh, 66 to 22. And they will be on Monday battling for the Western Athletic Conference title. We certainly wish them the best. On our back page, we have a newly formed team uh, combining Voorheesville, which had just a very few wrestlers last year, combining that with Burn Knox Westerlo. And they were victorious in this match, this match, and this match. And you can read about who they are and how they did in our paper or on our website. 
And that concludes our weekly tour, and we hope you stay with us for another week.